Evening, folks. We are back uh, slightly later than his family would slight very loosely there, but we're back nonetheless. Another dynamite review last week. We kicked off this kind of new era where the Thursday show is purely dynamite, and we're going to continue there tonight. I'm in the I'm in the driver's seat. This could go any which way. This for better or worse. I'm I'm steering the ship this evening, but nonetheless, we do have an expert panel as always. Ayo, hey, I know full well how you are because we've been talking for the last half an hour, but nonetheless, how are right. you tonight, mate? <laughs> good, I'm good. I'm ready to talk. Ready to talk Trimmous. raps. You know, three black fans, unfortunately, ran on colored people time tonight. I'm going to point any fingers, you know, but... <laughs> <coughs> that cough was a shoot, excuse me. But, you know... It sounded like it, yeah. It was, just, yeah. It was a shoot, bro. It was, it was a shoot. I... Uh, I unfortunately inhaled my blunt right when you called on me. And that's that's how that turned out. <laughs> Look, we the first time hosting you, yeah, it's get some chemistry to work out, you know, man. We'll, we'll oh, figure man. It out. Man, inhale, future, Joe, come on, man. In future, I'll go to Charlie first. But tonight, because Chuck just got here, I was going to give her like a minute to, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll go. We'll figure it out. But uh, I'm glad you're well, nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Charlie, you did literally just arrive. So um, I did. Yeah, you I had good been reasons in my to house. be late. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go for it. I've been in my house for like all of four minutes. Like London trains, man, they're never on my side. But I was at the Graps tonight, had a great time. Watched Leon Slater, Russell, Robbie X, and Mike Loku at Riot Cabaret. There were some other matches. Don't ask me about them because my brain's kind of everywhere at the moment. But I'm doing good. It was a funny evening. Ready to talk some dynamite. You've blown my mind with this. There's wrestling on tonight. You've just, I, I, mm-hmm. no, I had no idea this is why you were like, okay. I don't yeah, know. I, I, was, I, I, was I can't figure out if I respect this more or less now. I don't know. There's a little Slater match. Which is good. So, yeah. Out of respect for you, I'm not going to look at the rest of the card. I'm just going to say, okay, Leon Slater, that yeah. sounds good. All yes. right. Nonetheless, um, Dynamite, this was what the penultimate Dynamite before revolution we've all been pretty positive on this build i think that's been the consensus right everyone's been Mm -hmm. positive on this build and it's interesting too because historically the revolution cycle kind of tests aw's creative right it's a little bit longer Mm -hmm. this one's obviously been shortened by world's end but um i'm intrigued just before we get into kind of the piece by piece of of this particular episode uh charlie i'll throw it back to you first Mm -hmm. where are you at overall right now in terms of your excitement and you're going to greensboro which is a little bit I of a am. boost but what have you made of the tvs kind of you know getting you fired up for that show um i was a little bit worried about how how early they started building the revolution yeah. card because normally i'm just like man they never start building the pay-per-views early enough and then revolution it was just like bam beginning of january like we already know what the first match is i was like oh okay fair enough like we're going straight into it but no i think the build's been really good it's been really consistent like even when the TV hasn't been the strongest, it's been pushing the for- the stories forward, which is sometimes that's all you can hope for when you've got like eight weeks to build a pay-per-view. So, but no, I think it's been pretty good. They've done a decent job of it. I agree. And it feels it's like it, we always use, you know, the restore the feeling thing and all that stuff and getting mm-hmm. back to what AEW. But in a weird way, it does feel like a slightly different version of AEW in a positive sense, because right. to your point, Charlie, like not all of these TVs are 10 out of 10s, right? It's like, mm-hmm. It feels like it's more cohesive to me. Ayo, how would you compare this last, this say the last six weeks or so, with prior AEW TV runs? Because it does feel like a slightly more like polished version of it. I think, even if not as chaotic or kind of you know exciting necessarily. No, I, I agree because um, even when AEW was at 
what people call it 2021 like peak aw or whatever the pay-per-view cycles that nobody ever accused aw of having fantastic go-home yeah. shows or mm-hmm. like cycle long builds to matches or whatever they tried it with the double or nothing four pillars match it was a train wreck you know um it, it just didn't it didn't go well when they tried it there but but now they're like they're telling cohesive stories they're telling people stories that they can that they could grab onto like even though they tried it again with the um the mjf jay white uh world's end stuff another train wreck mm-hmm. but um like this 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 time they had, i would say the closest thing that we have to that and it's not even like that bad it would be roddy and uh orange cassie on on a, yeah uh, like them them telling a story that you know d- maybe doesn't need to be six weeks or however long it ended up being maybe we probably should just have this match on tv but they've they've been doing a good job you know the kingdom stepped up they've had two, two good tv matches um oc's doing his thing uh i'm ready for roddy to get this belt. but I, I like i like the new approach to it i like I, I like how they're they're really weaving everything in and out leading up into the pay-per-view i hope this is a trend that continues yeah it feels like it's a promotion that's kind of learned from some mistakes also brought back some old strengths but improved on some of those weaknesses too it's it's very encouraging i think even on shows where like we'll get into it. i didn't even love this episode necessarily but it's yeah. just yeah i kind of am into the direction as you see they're the wonderful banner at the bottom of our screen please do like subscribe and if you're feeling generous super chat uh, we'll be going through those here along the way but nonetheless let's get into the episode itself we started with um, AO's favorite tag team, the FTR, of course, <laughs> opposite the Blackpool Combat Club duo of Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley. Um, as soon as I started reading time cues, I kind of figured out where we were going here, but I, I had a tremendous time of it nonetheless. I don't think anyone's going to get points for guessing that I like this match, but I'm intrigued what you both thought of it. AO, um, you know, maybe not your favorite tag team, but what did you <laughs> what did you make of this opening match? Joe, you will be receiving something in the mail from me. Um, I'm willing to accept a lot of bits. I'm willing to accept a lot of insults. But me being accused of being a, a FTR enjoyer, uh, FT, saying that FTR is my favorite tag team, I went honestly, I'd, rather, I'd, I'd rather you just get up here and just, just, just start spewing slurs. You know, like we know you to do when we're off air, but this time on air with the camera oh, rolling, no. Joe. But, that backfired on me incredibly, didn't it? Well, there you go, oh, folks. Dude. But Fair I enjoyed enough. this. I, I enjoyed this match. Um, <laughs> FTR has started this new thing where it's like we we don't do fifteen anymore, brother. And we we sure as hell don't do ten. Like they're gonna when when they wrestle, they're gonna they're gonna try to go the distance. Um, I I bro, I love Puros. I obviously don't have an issue with with long matches, but I've, the way that they put them together. I do have an issue with because it's just like so they start out really slow and I get they were trying to really they really try to build to something but I don't know I feel like I just missed the 10 first 10 minutes of these matches but I, I did I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say I I didn't enjoy this match I, I I liked it a lot especially the um the closing stretch Claudio Casignoli is a is a fucking machine bro when I saw him do that transition into the sharpshooter, bro. I had to run that back three times. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch, bro? Like, he's 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 really one of the best in the world. John Moxley, um, if I he just doesn't he doesn't have the big matches in 2024, but if you look at his week to week 
television, what he's putting together. Like he has an argument for rest of the year already. He's been mm-hmm. he's been killing it in twenty twenty four. Um, last night was no was no different. Uh, I'm really curious to see what they do in Revolution. Um, uh, it's it's not they didn't announce the stipulation, right, Joe? It's just no, they just they did a tag not. match. There yeah, was so in the backstage segment, Cash. Some of his verbiage was like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. So I think they may do an Iron Man, mm-hmm. which, <laughs> to be totally honest, I don't think is the right move on a card Me of neither. this depth. Me I neither. would suggest a bloodbath. To be honest, I'd I'd be going <laughs> double dog collar that kind of direction. To be totally, but that's just me. I don't know. This this would be a really weird pay per view to try to squeeze an Iron Man match into, especially just yes. like a, a a tag team Iron match of a feud that literally like two weeks deep now at this point yeah. um yeah i i agree i think it should be a, a a bloody brawl here but um you know bcc they can make magic happy man they can make ft they can help ftr produce enjoyable tv who would have <laughs> fucking thought who would have thought yep. joe not you lesson one don't throw Teo first lesson two do not accuse him of liking ftr i'm learning quickly i'm learning <laughs> 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 but we agree on Claudio Castagnoli, who at yes. one point did this sort of like he did this like double back suplex thing where he just sort of that was both amazing, guys. bro. That just, I, just I don't know how he does it. It's insane. He's, I mean, I agree he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he's genuinely like one of the greatest tag team workers ever, right? Like he's had oh, like yeah. eight different tag runs. But um, yes. Charlie, what did you ones. think of? Yeah, he's he's spectacular. What did you think of uh, this tag team time limit draw? Um. I the the first ten minutes it was like just kind of whatever. I'm kind of with AO on the fact like the closing stretch was fucking incredible. Like it's kind of undeniable. Like FTR do they're very good at a closing stretch. Like whether you like them or not, they are very that is like one of their strengths in wrestling. Um no, but I did really like the match overall. It was just like the first like eight minutes. So I was kind of like, I mean they're wrestling. There's nothing wrong with with what's happening. It's just not like overly for me. Um, but you know I really enjoyed it. Again, Claudio, pretty much yeah. the MVP of this match. I'm not... Maybe it's just a bias because of who's in the other uh, tag match, but I don't know that doing two stipulation tag matches on Revolution was the right call, especially because what the other tag match is. But that being said, I'm going to enjoy the match, probably, depending on what the stipulation is. So Yeah, is what it is. you definitely need to space them out. I mean, I think... yes. The Sting Tornado Tag is a very particular genre at this point, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be chaos. I think whatever the stipulation is, it needs to be worked differently uh, for sure. But, yeah, I um, I definitely hear you, hear you both on the kind of opening 10. I liked it more, but I will say beyond the pacing part of it, they also did, I think, the crowd, don't they struggle slightly with the dynamic here, right? And, like, yeah. you know, the BCC are just, they're the BCC. <laughs> Yeah. And so you cheer them or boo them. And you could see they were kind of navigating that. But um, I do think it was very much wrestled. And I mean, it's a compliment. It felt like it was wrestled as like a setup for a bigger match. And considering that this turned out to be pretty damn good, I, that's promising. So um, I'm excited again. The Iron Man thing, I'm, I have some hesitation. But uh, I think it's, you know, this is this was a, a good step nonetheless. And this has given them some good TV over the last couple of weeks. Post-match, there was the big brawl. Which is kind of more of what we've been seeing from from these two. It's a very simple conflict here, right? I mean, it's literally like 
they said anyone wants to step up, the FTR come out, and that's that, and we're off to races. So it, it, it reminds me a lot of the uh, FTR Briscoes feud in that sense, where it's just like yeah. mm-hmm. you guys say you're the best, we think we're the fucking best, and we're both really angry about y'all not thinking that we're the best. Yeah. One thing, one complaint that I do have about this match is the mm-hmm. whole timekeeper thing. Like, just do it every match. Like, I don't, I don't like when we hear that there's five minutes remaining. That means, well, we're going, we're heading towards a draw, pretty much. Like, it's an yeah. automatic draw once we hear 15 minutes past five minutes remaining. Just, just do it every match. Yeah, I agree. Also, is agree. is 20 minutes the norm? No, it's 30. Yeah, so that's the other. Th- yeah. yeah, so that, that's another thing that is just like. <laughs> Non non title matches match, are thirty minutes. Yeah, or maybe 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 the opening match has a different different number, but I know non title matches are just just thirty minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know in the chat has a better read on this because we're all. But it's um, you're absolutely right. The time cues need to be a consistent thing because otherwise it's like. Now, to their credit, I will say in this particular case, last week they did, they did use this last week, right? Do you remember last week mm-hmm. in the Moxley Dax match? They kind of they did the time cue for that, and then they did a finish to kind of set this up. Yeah. So they they did cover it in this particular case, but you're still generally right. I mean, the main event went I think 22 minutes, and I don't think there was any time cues in that. It was quite long. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, not like a huge deal, but I agree with you. That's okay, kind of detail. They're, they're saying it's 20 for TV. Maybe I was mistaken. Championships are 30 or 60. So then, but wasn't Hangman what Swerve went 30? Right. I'm not. Yeah, that went imagine. 30. Yes. That yeah, that had a time limit. Maybe because it was a contendership match. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, I feel like Orange Cassidy opens the show with matches that are longer than 20 minutes at times. I don't know. Mm. It probably is just the, the entrances and the packages probably come to 20 yeah. after one of those deals. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, speaking of Orange Cassidy, in a backstage interview, and uh, they basically said he's injured, but not so injured they can't wrestle. Was what they uh, was the conclusion here? This, of course, to hype up the big time Mike Bennett match that was ahead of us. And, uh, yeah, I don't think any of us really need to comment on that. And then there was the the FTR promo that we kind of just discussed here a mm-hmm. moment ago, and setting up whatever they're going to do at Revolution. Okay, let's go back to Orange Cassidy's match with Mike Bennett. Um, one of those matches where I felt bad about my own disinterest because I thought it, the work was quite good. Yeah, yeah, but it's just. You know, it's like we all know where we're going here. It felt like an unnecessary stop along the way. Now, I know there was some talk of cancellations and injuries hurting the Dynamite card, mm-hmm. so I get it. It happens sometimes. But couldn't really get into this Bennett-Cassidy match, Charlie. How about you? Yeah, I just kind of watched it. Like, I don't know. It wasn't a very memorable match. Like, there was nothing, like, like you said, there was nothing wrong with the work or anything. They wrestled a good match, but it wasn't an interesting match. It, like, it kind of just lost me along the way, but... It, it, it was just kind of there on the card. I don't really have much to say about it, to be honest. Yeah. Hopefully the Kingdom get rolling as a, a tag team here soon. You yeah. know, I know they're, they're yeah. part of Roddy's build at the minute, but I think it'd help the division. Also. They're, they're a genuinely good team. Ayo, did this uh, do anything for you, mate? Uh, nah. I mean, I, no. Uh, it's just another one of those matches. was just like, all right, I have a... have a title match coming up. Let me, let me, let me beat up on his Stooges really quick on the build to this thing. As much as I enjoyed the Taven match last week, I didn't have like I didn't have any delusions that the that the Mike Bennett match was gonna be as good or match that. Not because I think any less of uh Mr. Canellis, but you know, it was just the it's just the middle of the card, non stip. Yeah. 
Orange Cassidy versus Mike Bennett match. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't think a lot was gonna happen. A lot didn't happen. Not much did happen. It just was what it was. It wasn't. It wasn't bad viewing TV. You know, it was just it was just a match that they threw on there. Yeah, of course. What we re- realized afterwards was it was just a setup for yeah the big angle of AEW's twenty twenty four is the big man is back. Jake Hager returns here at home, and uh, he was dressed. I believe he was dressed as Orange Cassidy's big brother, right? I believe is what he was going for. <laughs> it didn't and look like. Taz had one of the all-time great AEW calls in which he just sort of went, is that Hager? Which <laughs> 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 was the best. It was the best anyone could do. Um, this is, of course, the point in the program where I announced that I will be tuning into Rampage for this Roderick Strong-Jake Hager match because, yes. of course, it's a curse, unfortunately. Cool. I can't. Uh, that was inevitable. But um can't believe this is a question I'm asking, Charlie, but... Any thoughts on Jake Hager saving Orange Cassidy? It was really funny because of, we'd been talking on the watch along literally like five minutes into the match. Like they were, because they were in Oklahoma. I was just like, mm-hmm. what fucking wrestlers are from Oklahoma? And Marcus was like, oh, Jake Hager's from Oklahoma. And then, lo and behold, here comes Jake Hager. <laughs> Good for him getting a hometown pop. I'm happy for him. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, somewhere Jim Ross was pumping his fist. The yes. big man is back. He's, a, he's a former world champion. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ayo, tell me, are you watching this Rampage match? I'm watching the Rampage. I'm, mm-hmm. Bro, I, I like Hager. I'm not like, yeah. uh, I'm not, uh, I, I understand he's not the, the best big man out there, but he has the ability to have matches that are somehow enjoyable. And it's Roderick Strong, mm-hmm. bro. It's a, that's a real yeah. dynamic that I want to see. I feel like he's gonna get him up there for the end of heart heartache. Oh I'm trying to see that. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, 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 Jake Hager got some weird political views, you know. Yeah, the all the all American American himself, bro. He was he was he was a former world champion. He was. Fucking wrestled Oklahoma. Like, put some fucking respect on his name. Y'all treat him like he's a jobber. It's crazy. One of the best AEW bits was like. When he was in the the inner circle, JL would still call his matches like he was a rookie, and he would be like, "He's gonna put, he's gonna put it to the, together one of these days. One of these days, oh my god! When he does, watch out!" <laughs> but uh, I agree with you. Like, I think stylistically, this is actually going to be genuinely fun, and yeah. because Roddy's he has one way, right? He's gonna just charge at Jake and throw yeah. chops and try and fram around. So mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's gonna kind of force. And Jake's at home. I think this is gonna be. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. I say all this and this match will probably suck now, but nonetheless, um, Ayo, do we have any super chats to work through here before we, we move we do, forward? We do. We appreciate y'all for the super chats. Keep them coming in. Um, Bam! $2 super chat. Thank you, bro. Hangman's story is weird. I just hope everything is okay. Um, I, Fightful pretty much said it was, it was, it was a straight-up work. Uh, as soon mm-hmm. as Hangman got backstage, he was walking perfectly fine. Uh, the Observer had like a midday update saying that Hangman might not be on the show or something like that. Yeah, like he has he has something personal going on. He might not be there. Um, mm. hopefully that's a bunch of hubbubaloo. Well, you know we'll see. Last time they said Hangman was gonna miss a pay per view, he ended up missing the pay per view. So which was mm. all out twenty twenty one. Um, yeah, bam with another two dollars super chat. I'm Paris 3.0. Oh, go to more. We appreciate you. Garcia needs to win. I agree. I yes. agree. We're gonna. We're, we're definitely yeah. gonna touch on that. That was that was another one of the high points of Dynamite. I really like mm-hmm. that segment. We're definitely gonna Absolutely. touch on that segment. 
Um, Pizza Dog, $5 Super Chat. We appreciate you. What should Okada's first match officially be with AEW once he starts up? And why should it be Chuck Taylor? Appreciate your hard work. Keep it up. Um, I kind of want him to get away from the whole best friends are in chaos thing once he yeah. gets to AEW. It was, it was a fun bit yeah. when he was a visitor, but I think I think if he is going to have like a chaos faction, let's put uh, let's work something else out. I don't, I don't know what his first match should be. I was thinking it would be Mox before this FTR tag thing came to fruition. I was thinking Mox was doesn't really have anything. It would be a, it would be a really big match. But then also like that's a that's a match that you could build a whole pay per view cycle around. Yeah. So it would be a weird mm-hmm. thing to just do as an open challenge itself. So I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I want yeah. Okada to do first. When do we think he's showing? Do we think that's happening at Revolution? I was convinced. I'm not so much convinced anymore, but then again, I was convinced he was wrestling Moxley, so I don't know. I we might get a coin drop. It would be a great one-two punch if he came in at Revolution, and then you could announce his first match would be Big Business. Yeah, you know? that's, Big business, I, yeah. That's, what, that's how I would do it. That's definitely how yeah, I would do it. Makes how sense. about... Now, this is a logic-wise, this is a little loose, because I know in New Japan they were great rivals, but I'm just... The image more is what I'm thinking here. We all think Osprey is going to be going against the Don Callis family, right? He's not actually going to mm-hmm. be a part of that moving forward. The idea of him beating Takeshita, mm-hmm. refusing Don, the heels put the boots to him, Okada makes the save there. And then you could have, mm. like, you know, like bringing Okada in with an all-star tag alongside Will Ospreay, that would be a pretty cool statement, right? That would be a yeah. pretty cool moment yeah. and visual. Awesome. Yeah. It would be, I guess it would be Hobbs and Takeshita, right, I guess? This is not New Japan anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle's mm. still in Australia for God knows how long because of visa issues, yeah. so it'd probably be Hobson to catch that. Which is a shame because that specific match, Kyle would probably be better suited for, honestly. Yeah. And I, I love Hobbs. I'm, I'm a bigger fan of mm-hmm. But that particular match, I think Kyle would fit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I agree with you about the best friends thing in terms of this. If you're going to do this right, you've got to present him like he's the biggest sign in the history of the game. Yeah. You've got to, right? Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean... What he's done and his resume speaks for itself. You got now the that part of it because as great a wrestler as Okada is, and obviously I'm not breaking any news on that front, you know, he is a lot of his packaging and presentation. They he's been treated yeah. as a big deal, you know. <laughs> so yeah. you gotta do the same. But yeah, Absolutely. it'll be interesting for sure. That'll be definitely saying that as we do these reviews, you know one of the big topics this year is gonna be the handling of those free signings, right? That's gonna yep. be defining, I think, for AEW's 2024. So Time will tell, folks. Please do keep the super chats coming. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we have a backstage segment here that was like a jump scare for me as someone who doesn't watch much Rampages. <laughs> uh, Angelo Parker was talking to Renee about he was off for a day and then Ruby Soho showed up. And um, then in a truly, te- speaking of jump scares, the, the pan up to Ric Flair was terrifying. <laughs> that was crazy. I thought it was the it Bucks. Was, I got well hyped. Everybody yeah. on stream thought it was the Bucks. He's like, okay, they got their fancy shoes on. They got their, they got their suits on. I just see I just see Ric Flair's wrinkly ass chest. I'm like, oh no. Oh no. And it was, he sort yeah. of was, he looked sort of lost. And then they said, after the break, we're going to hear Rick. So then this was fascinating. So Ric Flair talked to Renee, and Renee had a microphone, and it seemed to be an interview, but Rick seemed to be treating it like he was just talking to her, like at catering. It was, yeah. it was the way he approached it was weird. 
And he said he was upset. He wasn't, you know, hadn't been involved in the Sting thing. He's going to explore our revenues. And then immediately walks to see the Bucks. Like, I mean, you know, within a second. And in a strange way, Rick's, uh, I guess, reputation would be the word, allowed this to work. Because for a second, I actually just assumed he was just airing his grievances on national TV. Yeah, I thought he was shooting, bro. We all thought he was shooting on screen. And that kind of sums up, like, this actually worked exclusively because he would do something like that. So... He was able to kind of do this bizarre segment that didn't really make sense, but for him, I guess, did. Um, Charlie, you're going to be there. You, how do you feel about Ric Flair potentially being in the in your actual favorite tag team's corner for this one? How do you feel about that? I'm really upset can't, about it. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> they can't all be winners, Charlie. Bro. They should just super kick him in the face. I don't know what people want from me. I don't give a fuck about Ric Flair. I don't want him yeah. in AEW. It is what it is at this point. Like, I'm not going to keep fucking waxing poetic about it. But yikes. is yikes. <laughs> it's just, it was interesting that, like, I guess they're not doing a turn. Like, it just seems he's just now going to... He's just know, know, was, yeah, was, Is he just going to be with the There bus? was no follow-up on, on Dynamite. He just, he just walked into a dressing room and did nothing. I was like, all right, I guess I've got to tune into fucking Rampage to find out what happened. <laughs> like, Yeah, it was a cliffhanger, I guess, for the 74-year-old Ric Flair. Was a, that's what it was. Ayo, where do we stand on uh, Young Buck's coach, Nature Boy Ric Flair? Um, You see, this is 100% FTR's fault. I have not put all the pieces together. <laughs> On how they force the Bucks to have to uh, be in cahoots with Flair, but I'm assuming he catches the EVP trigger or a super kick. I think um, I don't think it's gonna be as cut and dry as Sting didn't give me enough attention. I'm with the Bucks now. We'll see, because it doesn't really it doesn't really they they uh they had a mission statement when they when they mm-hmm. turned heel, yeah, and uh it was pretty much yo we gotta get all these we gotta get all these old leeches out of here, bro, and. Who who fits that label more than Ric Flair? Who's bro? older and more of a leech? Like... Yeah, who's more of a leech than Flair? So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I hope I hope they uh hope they give him an EVP trigger and make and make him gig. That'll be a moment in time. He'll definitely <laughs> do that. He, he'll definitely do that. It yeah, won't take he, much convincing. He'd be game. There's a comment in the chat that says he's probably a double agent that helps Sting. That may actually be what he is. Yeah, I, I yeah, think that's where it's fair. going. That's how he yeah. ends up catching the super kicker EVP trigger. I don't got you. Okay, yeah. Because I could see because Ibu did mention to me they might want to do like a thing where he gets him like a baby face pop for like doing something like he low blows one of the bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They got to be careful with the flare stuff for a range of reasons, but in this specific reason because like you don't want him overshadowing Sting's match, you know? Because no. Rick has many, many faults, and one of them is that he's like, if he's out there, he has to be the center of attention. Yeah, he's the center of you know? attention. And this is Sting's night, and Sting, Sting's personality isn't built that way. So you don't want it to go about Rick mm-hmm. Flair turning on the young bucks and greens, because it isn't about that. But uh, again, for what it's worth, in a vacuum as a segment, I actually thought this was. It was well done exclusively because it was believable that Rick Flair would just say, I think my creative's bad. So yes. uh, I, there's a compliment in there somewhere. <laughs> Take it however you would like. Now, many compliments ahead for this. We were just discussing this kind of loosely a moment ago. Daniel Garcia came out for an mm. in-ring interview. And this felt like a really significant moment for him. Um, we talk a lot about kind of the lack of baby faces coming out and just talking to the people. 
And this is a young baby face who just turned a few months ago. And he was confident. He was likable, but he had some fire, right? He was like, you know, he was he was talking some shit. He was out and Christian came out. They had some back and forth. Um, of course, Christian played a familiar hit. Garcia actually had a great response for it. This was honestly kind of, even as a big fan of Garcia, I thought this was kind of eye-opening in terms of like how far he's come as a personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he had a real presence here. This was this was big time. Hey, what did you make of the big in-ring promo, Garcia and Christian? Oh, this was this was a great fucking segment, bro. Like yeah. um Garcia get went out there, started talking first. I was like, I was like, this is this is good stuff. I could get behind this. I could get behind Drew's baby face as a character now. And then Christian came out. He did his whole Christian thing. He was responsible <laughs> to the crowd, he was responsible online. And then like I never in a million years would think that like DG would be able to like shoot back, like just just get mm-hmm. his shit off back at Christian. The crowd's behind DG. They're roaring after what he says, bro. He's making people believe. I believe now. I think I think he's winning Saturday. I haven't asked him. I yeah. don't know. I think he's winning, bro. And I think he should win. I think it's I think it's a good call. Um, Edge Edge versus Christian never needed the TNT title to to be the feud that it that it's been. Which is, I've I've enjoyed it a lot. And I don't think the TNT title is taken away from it. But it you don't need the TNT title in that feud. So just I think I think putting it on DG. And then eventually, moving away from that, uh, DG said that he wants his, he want once he wins the title, he's gonna want his uh, rematch with Edge. I think Christian will probably get involved with that again or something like that, and that leads back to Edge versus Christian, so I could finally blow that off. But um, yeah, man, I I, I love this segment. I love this segment. Yeah, this this really did feel like. Uh, I mean, we all know what he can do in the ring, and I think we like his we've liked his products for a while now. But this is the kind of thing that you look at and say he can play a much bigger role on the show than he has been. And he's been getting right. a bigger role, you know, increasingly as of late. Yeah. Charlie, I, I assume you were as uh, big a fan as this as we were. Absolutely, I was. I was, like, look, when they did the uh, the, disqualif- the disqualification the way they did last week, I was so worried Danny wasn't getting the match. But we're yeah. here, we made it, he's getting the match. And this promo, like, I think this is, like, the best Danny's ever been on the mic. Like, and he's just improved like leaps and bounds, especially like the since the Continental Classic, he's been on quite the fucking tear on TV. Like between like that and doing the stuff he did on Collision with FTR, and he's just like he's just been killing the game. Like he's like who should people should be looking at as an example of like pushing through and getting back where you need to be because he had a rough 2023 at points. Like yeah. like we can't sit here and pretend that it's been all sunshine and rainbows, but. Good on him for getting to this point and him coming back at Christian and, and saying, I'll put you in the ground next to him is like one of the craziest things I've ever heard a babyface say, gosh. but that I'm here gosh. for him, man. He fucking yeah. killed it. So Good happy to, for him. Tremendous delivery on that line. So yeah, yeah. I, I want to kind of get into this a little more before we do. Again, folks, please do like, subscribe, and if you are feeling generous, keep those super chats coming. But I was thinking about this as I was watching it. Like, it feels like there's a role for Garcia to play here as a baby face that honestly the promotion I think has been kind of short on for a while which is like mm. young baby face who is he's likable and has a certain charm but he's not like this white meat dog you know like he's still yeah. he'll, he'll talk shit and he'll make a challenge and he'll say Adam Copeland I was going to tap you out I I think this is uh 
the ceiling here is is big time. Now, you mentioned the TNT title part of this. I can't, I'm not sure, because I agree with you that I'd like him to win. I'm not totally writing off the idea that uh, Copeland may actually be, be the one turning here. And the reason I say yeah. that is that was very noticeable the way Garcia made that point about Copeland, right? That point mm. about, like, I would have tapped you out. Yeah. We'll wrestle again. I could see them doing a thing, and it's going to be hard to navigate with the Christian thing, because I agree with you, they want to do another Christian match, but I could see them doing a thing where Copeland is almost so obsessed with this Christian Cage thing that he he would, he would can't think of Garcia taking what he wants, which is that win, you know? And uh, yeah. that would be kind of in line with the character he was playing when he was concerto and everyone and, and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. do we all think... Like, do we think Copeland's going to be involved in this match? Or do we think Gus is, like, uh, what's your actual... I, 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 th- what I finish think he's involved. Think? Okay. I think he's involved. Um, I'm not, I like I said, I'm not sure who wins. I, I could see Garcia winning, and I do want him to win. Yeah. Um, I, at this point, I would call it 60-40 Christian wins. But mm-hmm. what, what everything you just said makes a lot of sense, Joe. But I think mm-hmm. if they go that route, I think you just put copeland in the match you know what i yeah. mean just make it a three-way instead of concertoing him taking him out of it but i don't know yeah but i don't know it's interesting it's this card we mentioned the builder one thing we didn't really discuss is one of the big strengths of this card beyond the obvious which is the match quality is going to be superb a lot of these matches are hard to call like yeah, we'll maybe have a, a kind of glance later on. When we get done with dynamite, but this is another one, and I think this match could have so easily been predictable. But here in one segment, we've all left it going, Garcia should win, you know, and that's yeah. the job of these yeah. things, right? That's the that's the point. So, yeah, I um, I don't know, Charlie. Where's your current prediction at for this? What are you saying? I want Danny to win so bad. I think this is like they. I think they have to pull the trigger on him here. Because if he like if he doesn't win here, I guess he's going to feud with uh, Adam Copeland, and Christian's going to be there as well. But like, yeah. if you're going to do that, like yeah. you said, just do the freeway. Like, I don't know. I think I think Danny's got to win here, and then maybe may, like maybe uh, Copeland takes out Nick Wayne with a spear or something. Like he tries to interfere at the end. Danny gets the win, and then Edge turns on him after. Like. I, I'm, I'm coping because I really want Danny to win, but I really could see uh, Edge costing him as well now. AEW has the opportunity to do something here that's really, really, something really special. fucking cool and really, really, really inspired. Like, f- no matter how much you like AEW, I think you could say the the title booking for the most part, you could see where it was going, like, except for like the like the Sammy era TNT title and shit, and like mm-hmm. maybe like Wardlow and, and Hobbs were just like, well, why would you do that? But not in a good way. You would be, why uh-huh. would you do that? Because it was stupid the way they were booking the belt. But um, I think I think they have the opportunity here to do something really cool, really inspired, something that a lot of people aren't like just saying, yeah, it's it's Danny's turn. Let him have the belt. No, bro, it's like it's not necessarily Danny's turn. But it would be fucking awesome if it was his turn now, and we gave him the ball yeah. and let him see what he's able to do with it with a with a TV title. So yeah. I don't think like like a lot of people want Swerve to win, and when Swerve when Swerve if Swerve wins, um next weekend everybody's gonna celebrate, everybody's gonna be happy, everybody's gonna be like it was time they had to do it now. You couldn't do it any later. Thank you for doing the right thing. But this is this is like uniquely different in a in another way 
Joe, do you remember a time where people were just like, I can't believe they put the title on this guy. Like, this is this is amazing. I'm so happy in in yeah. AEW. It's a great point. It's the that kind of organic title change where a guy just catches fire yeah. and it's yeah, I, I like the point a lot. And there's a comment here that I think speaks to kind of what we're suggesting, which is says Christian's reign needs to be utilized to elevate someone. And yeah. I, I think that's you know, Christian has done a hell of a job with yeah. his belt. You know, we're talking title lineage and we're thinking back through the reigns of AEW. Wasn't that long ago we were looking at this TNT belt and we, it was rough. It's finished. Right? You mentioned, it's finished. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. some of the names. And here we are with a, you know, Christian Cage has done such a great job. They had a main event of a pay-per-view in, in October. And I agree with the point. It feels like that should go to someone who could really – Adam Cotton doesn't need to be the TNT champ, to your original point, you know, so – yeah i mean either way i am i think this match could be and again with revolution there's so many great matches placements important this thing could be Mm -hmm. terrific i mean garcia and christian are so like-minded it it should be great so i might open the show with it especially if dg would go over Mm. the show that would be wouldn't that be a statement if you had like you know the first match, Garcia wins the TNT title, and then what second to last match, Swerve wins the world title. And it's like, yeah. it's, it would feel like a new era, right? It would yeah, feel it's like we're back. Yeah. We're back to being what we promised. Isn't yeah. Danny's from Boston as well, isn't he? No, he's Buffalo. from that area. No, Buffalo. Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Buffalo. Close I was going to say it'd be a cool moment for him to go into big business with Bob, but never mind. It'd still be cool, but it's, it's tough Buffalo. to track here. From, from Britain, it's tough to track these things. Yes. <laughs> You need you need Excalibur to tell you every week where. Yes. <laughs> hey, bro, if, if if it wasn't for footy, I would know it was like England, Manchester, yeah, mm-hmm. cool, bro. So it's in Birmingham. That's it. That's all I would fucking know. So I don't, I, I don't I don't judge y'all on being geographically challenged. Yeah, but when you tough. know, funny a funny moment from the stream last night. Oh my was god! Was Charlie trying to figure out where Oklahoma was on the map, and she's like conversing with Rob about this. And like Rob has no fucking clue. And I'm like, Rob, what is your excuse, bro? He's like, well, if you if you go from Louisiana, it's not like directly above Louisiana, but it's in the general area. Like, you know, if you just like, you know, he was Louisiana, talking like I know like, where Louisiana is. Like, bro, it's like right above Texas, Rob. Like, that's all you need to say. Like it's just it just borders Texas to the north, and Rob was just like, "Oh, shout out to the little homie Rob, bro. I'm gonna get you that private tutor that you've been saving up for." <laughs> Tremendous! Oh. I need to see this clip. This uh, that's the, when you do those watch-alongs, you go off in all sorts of directions. You have to, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah. you can't just sit there and do play-by-play for two hours. No one wants yeah. to hear that. You go, you go off in a million one directions. Um, speaking of different directions, up next we had a Hangman Adam Page, Hook, and Rob Van Dam backstage interview and Rob Van Dam has always been he's charismatic in a strange way in that he doesn't really do anything to be charismatic right he just kind of yeah, stands there and he's sort of, it seems to have multiplied as he's aged he now is just he's sort of just he's standing there while Hangman's yelling and he's hilarious to just look at as Rob just kind of takes in this backstage wrestling promo um Hangman kind of kind of foreshadowing what he was going to do in the main event, right? This kind of idea of like leading the army into battle and kind of annoying the two partners by doing so. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying this kind of shift that we're seeing with Hangman. It's, it's interesting and feels fresh. Charlie, how are you? I know you've been 
on the hangman heel thing for about 10 years now. So <laughs> how are you feeling about yeah. this, this latest development? <laughs> oh, I've been enjoying it so much. Like his single-mindedness to just get his hands on Swerve. It's really good stuff. Like they've been handling this feud pretty well, but um, really well, to be honest. This backstage segment was very funny. Like Rob Van Dad just wanted to smoke with um, Prince Nana, which I thought was fucking hilarious. But uh, <laughs> it's just it, what a moment. Hangman's great, and I'm glad that yeah. he's doing new stuff with his character, even if it doesn't end up being a full heel turn. I will let it go if they don't go that way fully. But it looks like this is what they're doing. Like I'm not being delusional. I think no, you're not. No, they're leaning pretty hard in that direction to be honest yeah. like he yelled at rob van damme there's no much you can't get much more heel than, than yelling at rob van damme um, <laughs> i just saw this the comment in the chat i didn't realize this do you see this air rob van damme is in wwe 2k24 while being like a semi-regular on AEW tv this dude's that's levels bro wow. doing that in your 50s what a fucking he guy. Pulled that off, bro? <laughs> um, what a guy any thoughts on this pro before we move forward? No, I really liked it. I think it accomplished what it set out to do. Like, Hangman's just... Like, it really... It, like, I, I brought up how Hangman was more concerned with uh, injuring Swerve than he was winning the match, and they, they played that out physically in the ring, but they they set it up really well with this promo. And Rob Van Tam's just like, bro, I don't really... Like, yeah, he wrestled Swerve. He's like, I don't really give a fuck about any of this, bro. Like, uh, TK's coming to me and check. I heard Nana's got weed. Why are you like yelling at me right now? And then Hook's just standing there <laughs> chewing his gum or whatever. He's just like, oh, you know, I, I agree with RVD. Like, hey, man, you're kind of tripping. And then Hangman's hey, just like, hey, man, feels like he's going crazy because like nobody understands why he cares so much about this. When, <laughs> when he's absolutely right, bro. Like, hey, yeah. man, friend. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's just like, yeah, well, you know. Sir's got the song. He does, he does the cool moves in the ring. You know, Nana dances. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe your baby had it coming, Hangman. Like, that's just, that's basically. The baby's got bad on. vibes. Yeah. Maybe your baby's got bad vibes. In the same line oh. of thinking, it does rule the idea of like, because Hangman picked van damme as, as he's like you know mm -hmm. representative yeah. you know, that that was his pick of it like he'll he'll get it you know like <laughs> van damme we <laughs> understand oh, you know yeah he just shows like, oh, oh. that's fine um tremendous Funny. tremendous stuff i think next is probably the night's big miss i think it's fair to say we had the kind of the continuation of the tony and diana business mm. now in concept this was fine <laughs> right Dueling wins and getting over these new finishes and, and kind of continuing that tonight. That's fine. The issue, of course, the execution. The Tony Storm part of it is is just a she got a win over a local town. I think it was Sydney. Mm. I've got here Sydney Winnell. Um, I apologize, yeah. Sydney, if I mispronounced that. Then Deanna wrestled uh, Madison Rain. And <sighs> look, folks, I mean this was just terribly unfortunate. I mean, it is what it is. It's uh, there's not really any way to dress this up. Um mm. First couple of minutes, I was because I'd been told this match like went off the rails. And the first couple of minutes, I was like, they're doing fine. And Madison just she just hit the wall at like the halfway point. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a long match, but you saw like she just everything slowed down. And I mean, it got super, super slow. Yes. Um, and then we had a scary moment at the end there with oh my God, Madison yeah. like getting spiked. So hopefully she's okay because like obviously like we're she did tweet earlier that she's okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good because that's you know much more important than our opinion on this. But obviously, mm -hmm. doing what we do, 
there's no way to dress this up. This was this was a rough. It was pretty dark. Yeah. Um, Charlie, anything really to say? I mean, it's not it's not one to really dissect. It just was a bad wrestling match, unfortunately. Thank God this wasn't the ho- the go home angle for this uh, feud because yeah. it would have been a real disappointing way to end. I hope they end on a solid note next week. I'm glad Madison's okay. Match fucking sucked. I'm sorry, yeah. she should. They, you're telling me there was not a single other person in that locker room they could have put her against for her to have a better show in. Like, yeah. I don't know. She got, like, Diona got stitched up a little bit. I'm sorry. Her opponents have been kind of crazy. If you actually look at yeah. it, it's like a, she, made, it's she made it work for the most part yeah. with, the, yeah. with this really bad opponents list. Like, she's made it work. But yeah. um, last night was not one of those instances. Uh, Yeah, this has a. Uh, that's a 2.67 on cage match. And uh you know what I will say is what I will say is this is the benefit of the of the added care and like time and like effort that's been put into the women's division. Because mm-hmm. if you if this same exact match happens like five months ago in AEW, yeah. we're talking about this until next Wednesday's dynamite, bro. Like it's the end of the world. Oh, Tony If this Tony happened Khan in January genocide against women. Yeah. Like um so like it it was it was a terrible miss, but at least it wasn't what we're used to getting from the women's mm-hmm. division. And I think them like continuing the story beats um helped because people did mm-hmm. enjoy the does the the um the story aspect of these matches and uh, at, yeah. at the post match shit that they had going on so that it was like it was like a shit sandwich bro it was, you know <laughs> she was decent on the edges you know, shit in the middle <laughs> very colorful but absolutely that needs to be um that probably needs i think madison rain should probably call it a career though it's uh it's, yeah let's, and let's wrap you know this thing yeah. up. i do think and because I, I know people whenever madison wrestles people always are like kind of questioning her qualifications as a coach. I have genuinely heard positive things about her in that role, like legitimately. Mm-hmm. And there are some really good wrestlers that are very, very bad coaches. You, that's yeah. a weird, you know, like I'm sure we've all mm-hmm. heard examples. I've heard good things about Madison, the coach. It's just her AEW performances have been like, you know, they've been noticeably rough. So yeah. I think shy It's not as likely as spring chickens. So. No, she's missing. She was on TV. 16 years ago, 15 years. It's a long time. Like you know, so. Yeah. Um, I believe we have a super chat from Shytown Spurs, correct? Okay, we do. Shytown Spurs $5 super chat. Madison, thank you for the memories, but it's time to be a coach full time. <laughs> I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. There's yeah, no man. shame in oh. Yeah, nobody no, can I do think... anything forever. It's mentioned, I, I kind of asked Ibu about this earlier, and he, he hadn't heard anything, but it wouldn't surprise me if this match um, came about pretty late in the day because yes. I know, you know, there was talk, as we said earlier, about the kind of replacements and such, and I maybe I'm giving them too much benefit of that, but I don't buy that this was, like, their first, you know, their, their ideal, their preference yeah. in terms of the match. Yeah. Really, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, either way, folks, please do. Like, subscribe, and if you are in the mood, keep those super chats coming. If you have a hot take mm-hmm. on the booking moving forward of Madison Rain, this is the place, the moment in time to bring it forward. We'll so, it. You yeah, know, you know what's crazy about um <laughs> professional wrestling, Joe? What's that? Mate? Someone, someone out there who is allegedly of sound body and mind has the ability to vote, pays taxes, is gainfully employed, 
they feel like Madison Rain should probably be the world champion. And they feel like AEW has been doing her disservice to their booking. That's one of the, that's one of the things that pops me about wrestling. Because if you look if you look hard enough, bro, you will find, you will a find them of literally anyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I, that's not something I really intend to seek out. To be honest with you, I'm gonna take your word for that. I don't seek say. them out. They just pop up in my timeline no, sometimes. Just I'm just up, like, I don't know. You had shooters like this. It's very funny. <laughs> Like especially if you have like a, a large following, like let me let me have tweeted that like let me have tweeted any of these thoughts that we just expressed right now. Mm-hmm. And I promise you they would have found their way to my account and been yes. like Madison Rain is actually the GOAT and TK's been screwing her. You just don't see the vision. It's, it's a tough because like when like Charlie, you mentioned that Madison tweeted and it's like it's always mm-hmm. a yeah. we because we I think we've said this a million times, it's always worth it, right? It's like People, we are what we're doing here. We have to be honest about the match. It was a bad wrestling match. Yeah. Obviously, yes. we're all aware people go way too far and make it like a personal, you know, bend so on and so forth. But it is you've now reminded me that that is the other side of it is the like <laughs> the uh, the unhinged. Actually, maybe they should put the belt on her. Which I mean, it takes all types, folks. God bless. <laughs> we have our opinions. I'm still waiting for mm-hmm. Dustin Rhodes to win the world's title. So, you know, we're, we're all hanging in there. Right. <laughs> any moment now. Any yeah, moment. Any moment mm-hmm. now. It's coming. Um, but again, I am glad that Madison is doing okay because that was yes. a terrifying yeah. bump. So that's, yeah, that bump I'm glad you're um, Okay. This was my favorite thing on the show up next, folks. Darby Allen and Sting. Um, special, special promo here is Sting. Um, Wow, this delivery was different to anything mm-hmm. Sting has ever done. And think of the ground that we were just talking about Madison Rain being on TV for a long time. Sting has been on TV for almost 40 years. And yeah. this promo felt like a singular moment in the history of his career. Like that's a mm-hmm. unique thing to say, right? And uh Darby had the photos of Sting with his kids from back in the day. Sting mentioned the recent passing of his father. And he had the he he transitioned with um I've been thinking about my own mortality a lot and, you know, this kind of idea of realizing he's not invincible and the time, you know, time's running out. This is honestly like a classic segment. I think this is something that we're going to see on our timelines a lot for a long time. Mm -hmm. And this sting run has been special. And I think this moment goes close to the very top of those. There's been a lot of special moments. This, this was really moving. Like, it's crazy mm-hmm. to think Sting wasn't once a promo guy, and here he is kind of this. This was this was special, Charlie. What did you make of this promo segment? It made like obviously we've known that Revolution is Sting's last match, but this made it feel so real. Like this yeah. was just like, oh fuck, we have one dynamite with Sting on it left. Like yeah. that's crazy. And this time, like I, this promo was very special and. Gutted for Sting that his father passed away. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. But man, this was this was a special moment for him. Like I, I don't know if like there's gonna be a promo that sticks with me the way that this one has for like the last twenty four hours, like yeah. this year. Like it, it was just special, man. I, I love the point too because it is, it doesn't. Um, it's not saying that lives in a vacuum, right? It's like it's an incredible mm-hmm. promo. It's incredible delivery. It's very touching. It's very moving. But it's also anyone who's a fan of Sting, when he says it talks about his own mortality and not being invincible, all those memories flash through. And everyone has different yeah. memories. 
for some people, those memories are as recent as like the Seth Rollins stuff or the, you know, the whatever Survivor Series or that stuff. Some people, it's back to the 80s. You know, it's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. he's he's one of one in a lot of ways. And, and here he is doing some of the best work of his career at, I think, 64, 65 years old. Outrageous, yeah. honestly. Um, hey, I know we were talking before the show. Like, you had a little bit of an interesting experience with this segment, right? It's one that you kind of reflected on today and, and got more out of. Uh, what did you what did you make of this? Yeah, so when I when I watched this last night, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a, this is a good promo." Like, I I love I love Darby Allen. Don't get me wrong, love Darby Allen as a talent. When he talks, when he has the microphone in his hand, it's not exactly a moment where I'm like, "All right, Darby's got the mic. Let's see what the fuck he's talking about." So like, my brain like halfway shuts off or whatever. I didn't I didn't I liked it. I didn't love it. I saw I went to the timeline last night and people were calling it all timer and all of that. And I didn't really get it. And I rewatched it today. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I don't know if it's the copious amount of cannabis that I partake in during Dynamite. And I was just kind of, like, numb to it and wasn't really, like, processing the words. But, no, I, I, I loved it. Um, I usually, like, Darby being, like, the dark seller thing, I, I'm taking a leave with that. Usually I, I agree that it does fit his aesthetic. But, right, like, in this instant, it really worked. Like, especially Sting, like, cutting that somber promo about, like, how his dad passed and all of that. Um, it's amazing that he was able to come to work this week, but I, f I think mm -hmm. that he understands if you're 65 years old and was blessed to still have your dad around, like, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're blessed in that regard. Like, it's not, you know, well, he was probably, he was like in his 80s, 90s at that point, probably. But um, yeah, man, so he just, as if this match needed to mean anything more, it's things like, I'm fighting for my dad too, who just passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, I've I've loved this build. I've loved everything about it. I think everybody's playing. Uh, playing their parts of near perfection, the Bucks are killing it. Sting and Darby are killing it. I can't, I can't wait until the match. This has been this is probably the most excited I've ever been for a non-world title match in AEW. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be very, very special. And there's also gonna be some kind of like you can tell there's gonna be some extra stuff from Sting because you know there was yeah. the Nash quote right about like he was invited. So that suggests that people are gonna be there from Sting's past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tony Khan, whether you like or dislike him as a booker, I think the one thing everyone agrees on is that dude has a great admiration for Sting. And the way he's treated right. Sting has been incredible. So right. I think they're going to do everything they can to make this special. Um, and it already feels that way before even then. It's, it's what was kind of you, kind of uh, most striking about this, I thought, was anyone who's ever seen Sting's old promos, I mean, he would yell for the sake of yelling. Right? Yeah. Sting was He was so animated and over the top. And here, it was the complete contrast. This is the most mm -hmm. direct and human probably he's ever been on a wrestling show, honestly. Like, he was, it was, and it, but what made it great was when he would do that kind of promo in TNA and he would just be a normal person, he'd often not have the paint on, right? And he'd be out there in, like, his merch. Right? But here, the visual was even better because you had that kind of cinematic style. He had the paint yeah. on, but behind it was just a dude talking to you. It was like, yeah, I, I as you can tell, I, I love this. This was um, yeah, it, was it is wild. It's wild how long we've got this this thing run being three years. It's crazy to me. Like I, yeah. I've enjoyed every minute of it. He, like not all the me matches too. have hit, but having him around has been such a treat. So I do we, not uh, know what I was expecting when Sting's music nah. hit in AEW, yeah. but it definitely was not this. This has been this has been amazing. God, it's anyone, been a wild ride. Isn't it? Yeah, right. anyone who tells you they expected this is lying. 
Lying. There's no way. Lying, bro. <laughs> like, we all wanted, like, when he started teaming with Darby, we all wanted the Bucks match, and we were all guided we didn't get it in 2021 when they were doing their uh, first heel run. But the fact that we're getting it is Sting's last match. I never would have predicted this. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. We've got some wild matches and combinations out of Sting in his 60s. It's been, yeah. Right. It's one of those ones that fans in, like, 30 years are going to discover when they're doing the, like, AW watchback projects, like... Wait, this mm-hmm. happened? Where, They're like, yeah. He teamed with Naito in Canada? Like, what's going on? Like, For real, yeah. And then they're going to watch the match and go, oh, well, never mind. Yeah, that's part of the child being a wrestling <laughs> fan. Um, okay, up next. This one, I'm intrigued what you both think about it, so I don't know how you feel about it. Wardlow came out up next for an in-ring promo. And he started kind of... You know, it's a familiar type of promo, right? Like, yeah, talking about kind of he's he's talking about he's creative, but not doing so overtly. He's talking in a way where that you know that's what it's about. But it's you know, I thought we did a good job of kind of navigating that at least in in kayfabe. But initially, I kind of rolled my eyes and was like, I don't, I don't care about this. But I got to admit, and it might just be me, I don't know. He kind of he got me on board here by the end of this. I was like, I thought he delivered it in a way that was pretty impressive, considering what I generally thought of him as a promo. I ended up thinking this was a good promo. He, he called himself the uncrowned king of AEW. He mentioned mm-hmm. beating up Joe, Punk, MJF. I uh, I came out of this like pretty positive on it. And honestly, when it started, I was thinking I have no interest. So credit to him because we've all been talking kind of negatively about this reboot for Wardlow. Um, Ayo, what did you make of this live promo from Wardlow? So I'm off the Wardlow train. Um, I do not enjoy Wardlow. Do not enjoy hearing him speak. Do not enjoy see, watching him stand in the background. Do not enjoy watching him wrestle. But I liked this. It was good. It's a good bit of business. Um, it was a you know, it's a well-delivered promo. He made a lot of good points. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's ever beaten MJF, like how he's how like how he yep. beat MJF. Um he he kicked the shadow punk, which nobody really has in AEW. So that he lost the match, but he did kick right. the shit out of him. Um, he he has a win over Joe, if not yep. multiple. I don't really remember. He I choked think, him but out. He does have yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, he choked yeah. him out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, his his resume on paper, like he has a lot of claims. He's like, why hasn't he gotten a world title match? But then I remember. Mm-hmm. So like, I I did like this. I I liked I liked the content. I liked the delivery. Um, I like I liked the segment. But then I remember it's just like this kind of has to lead to something. And whatever it leads to, Joe, I don't want to watch it, bro. I don't want to watch it. There was the way he was talking about all these former champions he's had matches with, and the way that he's like beating down on them or like beat the shit out of them, whatever. I was so scared for like two seconds. I was like, fuck, is he gonna face Okada? Like, is this what we're doing? <laughs> like, oh I was my like, gosh. Oh, no. And then they start talking imagine? about Meat Madness. I was like, what the fuck's Meat Madness? <laughs> but it's, I did think this was a good promo, though. Like, I threw a hissy fit when he came out. I was just like, oh, I want to fucking see Wardlow. And then he got a decent promo. I was like, yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah, Meat Madness would be interesting. I'm assuming we're getting, yeah. like, Miro, Hobbs, Satnam Singh. Oh, my. Maybe, 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 maybe old Paul White throws on the... Throws on the knee brace no. one more time, Joe. No. Maybe he throws oh. on that knee brace one more time. Oh. <laughs> now you're talking my language. You said sat now and pull wire, so now I need to see what they got. I mean, oh. 
Have they explained what this is? Did I miss it, or they just no, sent me mad? They have not explained no. it. But my my pure assumption is a uh, super heavyweight over the top yeah. rope battle royale. That's what I'm assuming we're gonna. I don't get. think they're doing face of the revolution. Not a match issue. Yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see a super heavyweight battle royale. But um. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is. As long as big bills are really Battle Royale, that, that's totally what it's going to be, isn't it? That's unfortunate. Yeah. I'm over there, bro. Like, I, I don't like them anymore. I don't like them anywhere. I don't like you them in WWE. I don't like them in WWE. I don't like them in New Japan. Like, They should do, um, they should do like a 10-minute scramble match. Where yeah, it's like... I do like a scramble. All of the, you know, you pick like four or five, maybe six, I don't know. And you just because you could get through so many believable falls with these fellas, they're so big, yeah. you know. Yeah, that could be fun. It could be like a race to the finish at the end. Paul White gets in and throws a punch at the end. And <laughs> the goes up. punch. I, okay, like, so I think there's six six big men in AEW. Who would it be? So obviously Wardlow, Hobbs, Big Bill, Satnam Singh. Um, Suck. I, uh, Miro, if he, Miro if he decides to job. Miro. Jake, they just put Jake Hager back. We're forgetting. I yeah, like Jake forgetting Hager's obvious. back in the fold. Keith's out of action, right? Keith's not around. Yeah, yes. um, Keith's out of action. Um, hmm. Let's see what else we got here. I feel like we're forgetting uh, obvious people. Brian we might Cage, not be. I guess yeah. you could say um, Bishop Connor. Lance so, Archer. You know, one of those. Yeah, Leona. Lance Archer. Yeah. Lance, I'm down yeah. with Lance Archer. Let's get Lance in there. Absolutely. So we, yeah. who we got, Charlie? What's our lineup right now? <laughs> So it's uh, Wardlow, Sorry. Hobbs, and then like Satnam Singh. Uh, I said Big Bill. Then we'll throw Lance Archer and. We got Brody King. Oh, yeah, Brody, Brody King. King yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Let's I'm put. Um, yeah, this. I mean, if it's about Raw, they're all going to be in it, right? It's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. Action Android, he will show up. and <laughs> <laughs> the Baptist. Do his water gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, it's look. I think we we all know Revolution is not going to be short on match quality. So if you can give the show a little novelty with this thing, I think that's a great yeah. fit. It, yeah. Like whatever. Oh, yeah. Even if it is the battle royal, it will be it will be a fun like kind of uh, transition in the show. So they are going to need cool. a cool down match somewhere. Like they're going to need a match that people are just like, yeah. I can just sit back and I haven't got like. Be so present, like, right. and that's probably what this is going to be. Yeah, have, have the crowd screaming, meet all that. Yeah, and if it's good, it's one of those things. Like, like any of these these deals. Like, if it's good, it could be a thing you do. You know, you could do it each each March and have some fun with it and add to it. Yeah. If it fucking sucks, you never do it again. It's you know, it's the beauty <laughs> of these things. So, um, so yeah, that's that's tremendous. So, to face the revolution ladder match, I assume that like. They just realized that it kind of got in the way of what they like to do with the belt, like it did last year, and was, I guess they just threw their hands up. Yeah, I mean, I I like that they just don't acknowledge things. when they're not doing these things anymore. It was like the full gear um, eliminator tournament; they just yeah, did they not acknowledge not that they it. weren't doing it. Yeah, well, that made sense because they then had the Continental Classic. So swapping out a ladder match for a Meat Madness match, I can't yeah. take it. Like, I've seen enough multi-man ladder matches for a lifetime. To be honest, I'm I'm yeah. I'm happy with this transfer. I was, I was but... at the uh, I was at the one last year, and I remember nothing of it except that Hobbs won. Like, yeah, to set up that great TNT title reign he had, the poor fella. God bless him. You know, I, I like I like to shit on multi-man ladder matches too, but then that tag match that ended tag up being match great. Well, the one with FTR in it. Well, well, you know. <laughs> 
you know. Rish was also in that match. That match, <laughs> that match kicked ass genuinely. That yeah, was it tremendous. Was, match. Awesome. Uh, was that full gear? Full gear, yes, right? Yes, it was. I think it was full gear. It's one of the better matches uh, on the show, was right, wasn't it? It was one of those was things. It? it was it was one of those things where a bunch of artists just got to work, and then you also just like yeah. FTR was in the corner playing <laughs> with their fucking crayons and shit. Just, I think- just coloring a picture, and everyone's like, "Yeah, good job, y'all." Dax is fucking eating them and shit. It was, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> what do we think, Charlie? We're, best match of the show, obviously, was Hangman and Swerve. Yeah, right. I might think. Oh god, it was what the be- MJF Jay White match. Ooh, it sure uh, was. There was also the six man with um, uh, Sting, Darby, and Edge, but I cannot remember who they faced. They faced uh, Christians. Uh, they did face. Yeah. I just remember Patriot. crying at Metalingus because Patriot. I don't know. I think I was. I think I was drunk. <laughs> but um, it was an interesting show, wasn't it? That full gear it show. Was. It really was. <laughs> oh my god, that had the fucking Golden Jets versus the Bucks as well. Yeah, interesting what show. What a pay for me. <laughs> Very interesting show. Okay, uh, do we have any new super chats, mate? We do. Izara Hart, $5 Super Chat. We appreciate you as always, bro. I honestly think it's time for AEW to start building, branding AEW like the most important show of the year. It's delivered more consistently than any other show. I think he means revolution, but I yeah. agree. I tweeted about this uh, the other day. Uh, I can't actually take credit for this. I was talking about this in line for Rev Pro with my friend Ben. Uh, but Revolution is like the consistently the best pay per view that AEW produce each or like year on year. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I also I do like the idea of having like a hierarchy to the shows and having like a mm-hmm. you, know, you have to be careful because yeah. you never want shows to feel separate. Yeah. But it is nice to have. Yeah. The only thing is, I do wonder if that's what it feels like. That's what they want to do with All In, right? Which may yes. yeah. I was gonna. It, it it's tough, right? Because. Because Double or Nothing was the first ever AEW show, mm-hmm. AEW pay-per-view. Then you have All Out, which was supposed to be the successor to All In, right, yeah. before they owned the name All In. And now we do have All In, which looks like it's going to be a yearly stadium show. So, you know, it would be, it would be hard to be like, well, actually, Revolution is going to skip those three now and be mm. at the top. Um, I'm just, I'm, look, man. The more amazing AEW pay-per-views we get, the better. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree. I, I definitely think there's like, when people talk about AEW's, you know, ups and downs on the business front, it does always pop me that folks immediately go to creative when, you know, there are certain things in terms of marketing and promotion that actually is the, yeah. the more king. And I think yeah. this Super Chat kind of speaks to like, sometimes the way they frame their shows, they actually don't do themselves justice in terms of like how yeah. great some of these shows are. We talk about this a lot, right? So... I definitely think they could give these shows sometimes more of a distinct personality. I mean, this particular revolution, you've seen like the Sting branding has been really powerful for this show. Yeah. It's yeah. really given it a personality. Uh, and I think there's a lesson to be learned for that. Obviously, you're not going to always have a Sting retirement match in your back pocket, but <laughs> there's a lesson to be learned in terms of like giving a show an actual feel and an identity. So yeah, uh, I like the point a lot. I believe... Shy Town Spurs had a super chat about my my burner too, uh, didn't he? I think oh, was see, was the I believe he finally caught on to my burner. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it this one? <laughs> oh, okay, I see that. 
Shout out Spurs $5 Super Chat. There's an Anna J fan I see every show now. And then on the feed that becomes furious every time she loses. Always pops me. He's on the way. He's on the way. Um, there's some very enthusiastic Anna J fans on uh on Twitter and at the shows. Yes. All I can say is uh good for her for being able to get over with a, yeah, with a certain audience. Led by our own Joe Holbert, you know. Uh, get into contact with Joe, shoot him a DM. He holds a Anna J fan club meeting at his home. Actually, not at Papa, Papa Holbert's home every yeah. Sunday. Be there, bring food, bring drinks. It's a good time. So I've heard. I don't take. It's brilliant. Uh, I don't take part of such debauchery, but you know, it's more. Do. It's more like counseling or therapy than it is a fan meeting. <laughs> But we all leave the experience better, you know. So, um, all right, nonetheless. Uh, meanwhile, back on Dynamite, here we had a uh, bang bang scissor gang backstage interview. Um, I need, I need this to end. I've had enough of it. <laughs> Bro, I don't. They didn't do the time. <laughs> and they have a match for Collision. I'm assuming it has to. I'm not even assuming it has to happen here. Yeah, the turns yes, happening. But it's just like, and I don't even, I don't even hate like that. This is the direction they're going in, unifying the title. Nice. I actually like it. It's, yeah. the, it's just the whole execution of this thing. Like it's, it's probably one of my least favorite things that's on either Dynamite or Collision. There's some stuff on Rampage I, I don't like at all. Like the, the Ruby stuff and the Wuhan. I, I get it. There's some people that like that stuff. It's not for me. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, this is uh, this six man stuff. It's, it's not great right now. They need to turn. They need to turn this Saturday. Yeah, and like, look, we all know that's where it's headed, and that's fine. And I agree with you. The unification is just. I think my personal issue with it, which is more, this is more of a subjective thing, but it's like, I actually really like the Bullet Club Gold Act a lot. Yeah, and I, I've I've hit the wall with the acclaimed thing. Like, it's so one note, and I I know that people love it. So that's a me thing, and that's fine, but. Yeah, it's kind of like it feels like I've lost an act I enjoy because they're so closely attached now to each other. Mm-hmm. It happens. Um, Charlie, I think you're in a pretty similar spot, right, with that? I mean, I literally did just throw my hands up at the fact that they haven't yeah. turned on them yet. So, yeah, I didn't even want this angle to run. Like, it's nothing against the acclaimed. Like, I just don't care. I don't. I didn't need this. Like, I don't know, man. I hope. The bang bang there. Oh my god, I can't even I can't even get my words out there. I hope this comes to an end on Saturday because I've had enough. Also, it's time for that Anthony Bowen singles run. Like again, the acclaimed are a very good tag team. But he's got something, man. And I think they need to explore that. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, we've talked about this a million times, so I apologise, folks, for repeating ourselves. But at the very least, when this is done, we need to get back to Billy just standing at ringside while they wrestle tag matches. Yes. Like, I agree. Yeah, that's that's the big one for me. Like, I'm not a huge match caster fan, but I get it works as an act. Mm-hmm. Billy's part in this is totally unchanged if he doesn't wrestle. He could just stand at ringside and watch them. You know, like it's not. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I'm ready for this to to move on. Even if I agree that like the unification is probably I mean, i don't think we need two trios belts under this particular umbrella no. absolutely not the match itself is going to be a total cool down at revolution right you'd have got to say oh absolutely. I mean, they, yeah yeah if that's where it's going to be, it might put, not even be there. 
if it is on Revolution, I would put that after Eddie Bryan because people are going to be up for that match. They need yeah. something like just a short, sweet, like 11 minute, like just an 11 minute trios match, just to call them back down, like have some cool spots, have uh, Bullet Club Gold Wind, send it to the next match, like. Yeah, it also does rule that I've completely forgotten that, as mentioned in the live chat, they, they came together to fight the Undisputed Kingdom, which is saying that I genuinely have is not interacted why with them I hate at all. so okay. much. That makes sense. We, I yeah, talk about this every time that they came together to face the Undisputed Kingdom, You're but right. the Undisputed mm-hmm. Kingdom are doing other bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's fine. It's whatever. But but they can't do the story because Adam Cole's injured. <laughs> It's just like it's it, it it's tough, right? Because AW did this thing where they didn't want to act like the Undisputed Kingdom weren't dressed up like masked freaks for months, attacking the like the entire roster. So they pretty much had everybody like once once it became clear that it was the Undisputed Kingdom, like they exposed themselves. They pretty much had everybody like address it and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna kick y'all ass." But how do you you can't like run all those stories at the same time? So people like acknowledged it and then just got on with their lives or whatever. And now now Roddy's going for the for the uh international championship. And it's just it, it's it's tough. Mate, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know how they could have done this any better, but Yeah, because it's one of those ones where like logically it is objectively bad, but I'm not gonna mm-hmm. sit here and pretend that I like I'm desperate to see the acclaimed fight the kingdom. <laughs> You know, yeah, whatever, yeah, like whatever it is, but like, but it's your. I mean, it's clearly dumb. the yeah, it's dumb. Um, that goes about saying it. It appears we have a super chat regarding the direction of Austin and Billy Garner. This is very exciting. Okay, um, Anus the Sultan. Uh, if I pronounce your name incorrectly, I apologize. You can spell that phonetically in the chat. I'll get it right next time. Five dollars super chat. Thank you. It feels like they want to tell the story of Austin going back to Billy Gunn, but aren't committed to it. Yeah, that's been uh, the yeah. the detail, I guess, of these mm. segments, right? Has been that Austin was kind of the one that was initially. I don't know what the long term is there, though, right? Like, I don't know what the like. You don't want to turn the gun's baby face, no. So then, yeah, I, Billy I think it's going to be one of those like one of those wrinkles in a story that like really leads to nothing. They're just doing it just yeah. to like, yeah. Just as like a red herring is like, oh, you know, you know, they are a super group. You know, Austin really wants his daddy back. And then eventually Billy Gunn's gonna catch that Blade Runner, and then we, we get the we get the match graphic. I don't think yeah. I don't think the Austin uh, Billy thing leads anywhere, honestly. And, yeah. I, and I, I honestly don't think yeah. it has to. Like I think you should like throw little things in a story like that just so it's not so obvious where this thing is going. Because I see people convinced on Twitter that like this is just a thing now. Like the Bang Bang Scissor Gang is just a thing <laughs> in AEW that's gonna last. For months and months or maybe a year and it's not guys it's 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 ending soon don't worry yeah um, i also it does it gives the it allows the guns to have separate personalities i think they've done a good job of throughout there right which yeah. helps too yeah absolutely uh will chisholm five dollars super chat we appreciate you um to be real um to be real qh never thought this would be jay white story <laughs> after the seat I think you meant real quick. Um, after the yeah. C two, I thought his next program would be Mox. Uh, I can give you some insight on that. They were AW was planning on doing Bullet Club Gold versus the BCC after um the C two, but I I don't know. I guess they thought that 
well the CMLL the CMLL thing, who knows how quickly or like yeah. how long that's been planned or whatever, and who who better to get them ingratiated to AEW than the uh, Blackpool Combat Club? And then I don't know, I don't I don't know where where this pivot happened. Um, I like what the BCC is doing right now. It's unfortunate that they're working FTR right now, but um, FTR doesn't have a lot of great AEW pay per view tag team matches. So who it, mm. we know Mox, we know how kind hearted he is. We know Claudio, we know he's into charity. You know, <laughs> give, these, give, give these bum ass niggas a good AEW ta- uh, pay per view tag team match. It can't always be the Bucks. It can't be always be the Briscoes on uh, on Ring of Honor. Uh, God rest, uh, Jay Soul. You know, yes, yes. I always admire the competitive spirit you bring to these programs. I mean, I got, I thought I really had a nice rally with that ladder match comment earlier, but you said I'm not. <laughs> there will be. You said there will be more. You have. You always own that one up your sleeve. I respect it. I respect it. All right. Nonetheless, Will Ospreay. Yes, the... please do. Oh, you were just about to talk about Will Ospreay. I yes. was about to say about the graphic. Never mind, continue. <laughs> all good, all good. Uh, Will Ospreay video <laughs> package. And then they had the graphic. Let's just, just stop there so you can victory laugh about the graphic, Charlie. I was very, exa- very They're excited. They're doing the all in graphics. <laughs> they are. I'm they so are excited. This was yeah. the one thing last year I beat like a fucking dead horse. I was just like, they need to do the all in graphics and they need to do them early to generate hype. Lo and behold, Willow Spray is all in. God bless, I win again. Yeah. The Mercedes Monet one is going to hit like fucking crack, and I cannot wait. Oh my god! This this graphic like broke my dad's brain. Like lost, had no <laughs> idea what this meant. Was so confused as to why they were telling <laughs> this in February. Didn't understand. He was like, "Why are they announcing this now?" And I was like, "Because Charlie of Great Britain and Wrestle Curious asked me." It's very simple. <laughs> So, but no, I, I agree. Like it's such an it's an easy thing that calls back yeah. to the original. It's just it's natural. I agree. Um, and, and I so like the graphics this year. They look, like, they're look cool. really pretty. Yeah. I agree completely. Um, so they announced it's going to be at Dynamite next week for mm-hmm. an appearance. It seems right. It's going to be to mm-hmm. kind of build yeah. this to kind of color this uh, to catch the thing in a little. Um, and then we cut to a Callis promo. And he mentioned, as we talked about earlier, that Hobbs is going to be in the uh, the Meat Madness business. And then he circled back to the Sammy Guevara part of this. And I I, I always forget this is still a thing. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it, will it ever end? I don't know. But uh, Poor Sammy, man. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, in all, I actually agree with you, but it's just Poor at this Sammy. point, it's like... Bro, no matter how you feel about him as a talent, it's just like no, you right. gotta like yeah. it's just like he's been given like just a shit hand when it comes to like this Jericho stuff, bro. Yeah, I, I felt really bad for him when he came back the last time and he had to just undo yeah. his own turn. I, yeah, just because because uh, Kenny yeah. got sick and who could see that coming? We're just like right. fuck, bro. Yeah, he feels so he's like so stalled right now, isn't it? He? He's got no yeah. No momentum whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, nonetheless, uh, Charlie, any comments whatsoever on, I guess, Don Callis? There's not really much to, to add here, but any anything come to mind? Takeshita looked very good in this segment. He did. That's, he did. He, that was my main takeaway. <laughs> he's he's made the timeline a lot today. Uh, have you seen yeah. this? Yeah. You're very excited. Yeah, I've seen it. People yeah. are loving People are loving the, the hair down Takeshita look, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
as a heterosexual male, uh, I can can admit that Takeshi was exuding uh, uh, aura that's not commonly seen among wrestlers. Oh, it, it pisses me off. It pisses me off that he's not doing more. I know it's hard to say that. It, it's it, it's 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 hard. It's hard to say that when he's about to work real fucking Osprey. But it's just like, you know, I I I wish that we were at the point where it's the catcher versus Osprey. I don't know who's winning. I know who's winning, bro. And I should I shouldn't know who's winning because he beat Kenny Omega twice. So how yeah. do you go from you beat Kenny Omega twice to hey, bro, we love you. You're gonna put on a five star match most likely, but. You gotta, you gotta lay down for Osprey. You know, a real star is coming in, and it shouldn't be like that right now. Uh, I hope he gets far away from the Don Cows family eventually, soon, yeah. hopefully. Um, I hope Osprey is not there for a long time. I don't, I don't know what his creative is gonna be going into AEW, but um, I don't. Yeah. It concerns me slightly. Yeah. I, I have to say, it does worry me. I, yeah. he's such a. He could be such a transformative piece for this show. And it's a show we all like, but a Will Ospreay match on like two of every three TVs, you know, like, yeah, it's still be transformative. I just yeah. hope it isn't bogged down by creative because honestly, you don't even need the creative to be good. You just need to get out of his way in a lot of ways, you know? Yes. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it's short lived. It appears. A super chat has confirmed um, AO's Takestra assessment. Slightly shorter verbiage for this, AO, I sense. Honest, <laughs> uh, the Sultan, another $2 super chat. We appreciate you. Takeshita is hot. Yeah, this this is an opinion that this I've seen on, on numerous occasions. Um, uh, Charlie, are you confirming this opinion? Yes. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Now that he's like dyed his hair darker as well, it really completed the look. I'm very much. I like, I like the way we simplified that because AO kind of did it like he was making like a like a doctor's diagnosis of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> we, we cut to it. Well, 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 you, well said, you'll see here, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your glasses on the end of your nose, you know. <laughs> It was uh, the super chat, and I'm I'm getting to it. I'm saying what's not being said. Yeah, let's so get right. it out of the way. There we go. Beautiful. All right. Main event time. Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage uh, over Rob Van Dam, Hangman Adam Page, and Hook, which is a match that remains funny as I read it out loud here. <laughs> These fellas had some time, hey? Yeah. They sure had a do. lot of time. Now, um, I am the low man on this match, but I don't want to kill anyone's party, so I'll get to that at the end. Um, Ao, I know you were a fan of this, correct? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um. I can I can I can see why you didn't why you didn't love it in particular, Joe. But I I enjoyed it a lot. They did start slow. Um, when they when they got to the hot tags, I was just I was um they're they're accusing me of being horny for Takeshi in the chat, and I'm just very distracted. That's sorry. This is a stop stop like, that stop that. Accused AO when I'm All the right. one that brought it up. It's very yeah. funny. Anyway, no, but um, but no, I I like the match. I like I like the work a lot. Whenever you get to see. RVD just run out there and throw the ball around. That fucking how, how old he is? Like fucking fifty three years old, bro. He looks great out there. Um, Joe Joe's looking like he's having the time of his life working these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Swerve Swerve came off like a megastar. Crowd still treating him like a megastar. The work his work was sharp. I I feel like the MVP of this match was Hangman Adam Page. Um, he had a killer hot tag. Um, the, his obsession with Swerve during the match. He had, he had, who did he have lined up for the Bucks? I think it was Brian Cage, was it? 
I think so. So yeah, he had Brian Cage lined up for the buckshot. Somebody that everybody everybody knew he was gonna get pinned or submitted, right? When this match was all said and done. And he's about to win the match. He sees sway, he sees swerve out of the corner of his eye. He's like, this motherfucker, bro. And he just goes up. He doesn't drop down mm-hmm. from the apron and punch him in the face. He climbs up to the turnbuckle, goes for an Ori Hart moonsault, bro. <laughs> I, like, I, love, I love this bastard. I, I, love, I love Hangman so much. I love what they're doing with this character. Um, You know, I've seen heel Hangman in the past. He was more of just like a, you know, just angry bullet club guy. But like, this is yeah. like something completely different. Yeah. I don't even know if he's a full heel or not. Or he's definitely healing this in this story right now. Cause it was just like, oh, what's this freak's problem? Even though we know his problem, we know he's justified. But um like this is def- a different freak. side of hangman. I Adam Page, bro, like he's gone from somebody that I, I liked and knew had a lot of talent to one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And mm-hmm. I just I can't sing his praises enough. Yeah, I you know, I coach sign. He's uh it's been really great to see him kind of like after a, a, his 2023 was so interesting because if you look at it just match wise, it was unbelievable, like an incredible campaign. But the creative was such that he felt kind of inconsistent, weirdly as a character, right? He felt up and down and, and yeah. not always central. Um, right now, he's in a rhythm. It feels like so. Yeah, I agree completely on the Hangman front. Uh, Charlie, I'm intrigued. What did you make of of the ma- the match here? Um, I enjoyed it. But it, they did wrestle for a long time. It felt yeah. like like it just kind of kept going. I was just like, did we need the overrun for this, like necessarily? But um, no, I I did enjoy it. There were some really cool moments, like the hot tags. RVD looked fucking awesome in there. Like I was glad Hook doing the um the suplex on Joe. It, was it a su- it was I think it was a suplex. Yeah. It was something. Yeah. He did a big move on Joe, and I popped mm-hmm. for that. But like, there was there's there was like some cool moments, but like not my favorite six man ever. I like all the guys. I love all the guys involved, but I don't know. It just kind of. I feel like it just went a bit too long. If it was like twelve minutes, it could have been like fucking awesome. I think, but they dragged yeah, it out my, just a little bit too much. And I think it was most noticeable for me personally because the role Hangman was playing, obviously, purposely, he was not mm-hmm. going to be in a lot for the first half of the match. Right. Yeah. That put. That tested some of the other pieces here a little bit, I yeah. thought. And like, look, I don't think I need to explain that I'm a big Smojo fan. I mean, good Lord, just look behind me. But, you know, it's like, he don't really need to be doing 12-minute heat segments and six-man tags. And it, yeah. it was about the fourth time that he threw jabs in the corner. I said, he's done that a lot tonight. <laughs> you know, I looked, mm-hmm. at my, I looked at my watch and said, we've been here for a while. It was fine. It just, it didn't, I, it's one of those cases, I was telling her this before we went live, like, someone a friend of mine loved this match so i almost had too mm-hmm. high expectations when i caught up on it so maybe if i rewatch it i'll like it more but um i think this would definitely benefit from a short runtime and would be like more compact yes. i i'm finally conceding to the the great collision debate of 2023 mm. <laughs> six man too long <laughs> is my is my conclusion here so uh, <laughs> nonetheless joe ultimately submitted uh, van dam and uh mm-hmm. yeah, it was you know, the, the big kind of talking point was the the hangman injury or I guess not injury. Um we don't have any none of us have any read on that at this point. But obviously we know he wasn't injured, but I mean like why yeah. or or what yeah. that was yeah, for. Yeah, so yeah. we'll kinda of, we'll kinda of leave that there and, and uh follow up when we I presume we'll know more next week. We kinda of have to is to go home, right? So yeah. Um 
In the meantime, uh, it appears a new character has emerged among our Super Chat family. <laughs> Ice Cube Jr., $5 Super Chat. Elimination Chamber this Saturday. Check out a real PLE. Cody going to finish his story. CM Punk, best in the world. If it's not WWE, it's not important. Um, um. What's going on with this whole with this whole TK saga of like conversing with Ice Cube Jr. on the timeline? Because I refuse to read the tweets out of principle. So like I, I, I just no don't idea. understand. It's like why are you trying to be this dude's friend, bro? What? Like he's literally he's literally Nepo WWE Gareth, bro. Like <laughs> it's all unbearable. If we're being real, right? All of it it's, is it's like so weird. Exhausting. Like what are you doing? Yes. Yeah, it's I don't brutal. get it. Um, I don't see a lot of his takes and stuff because I I can't bother it. But the yeah. other issue is the way that folks feel the need to put it on my timeline all day. It's like God, it's just like, yeah. why, else. bro? You yeah. don't, bro. I, bro, Joe. When when I saw that his interview with with uh, Chris Van Vliet was like the topic of the day and we was going on hour five of discourse of this i was like let me go see how many views this has it had like five thousand views on youtube at the time bro and it had yeah. been up for three hours I was like yo you guys do this to yourselves just ignore it you don't have to like you like you, you just make these things worse for yourself bro like nobody nobody watched the interview you don't have to you don't have to cry about this shit. you don't have to you don't have to acknowledge this dude at all Honestly, but you know, people are good. AW fans are gonna do it. AW fans are gonna do. But as long as y'all do this whole rage bait thing that and like and let these people be successful with it, they're gonna keep doing it, bro. So yeah, it's 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 the same thing over and over again. It's like it's you know, and I think none of us are interested in expanding this you know discussion about discourse. It's like it is right, what it is, but it's yeah. just it's, it's never yeah. gonna stop. Yeah, absolutely not. Um. Okay. The only good thing that he does is that he pushes for AEW to highest Tiger style. So shout out to we Tiger all... Style. Shout, shout out to out Julian. Immensely talented person. Give mm-hmm. me a follow on Twitter if you haven't yet. That Osprey edit, man. Fucking insane. Check out the YouTube shorts tab on WrestlePure. Oh, yeah. we, we, we post shorts now. We post shorts we Tiger Styles, Harkin. Like, like, like and subscribe. subscribe while you're there. Yeah, yeah like and subscribe yeah. while you're there. We're getting all our. And while you're here, keep the super chats coming. <laughs> Speaking of super chats, Mr. Salton, another $5. Hangman's injury, if worked, could further a heel turn if he gets pinned. Yes. Also, Takesha is a real man. Um, Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if I said this on air at the beginning of the show or if I said it to Joe when we were backstage. But I liked the I liked the fold in the match. I was like, Hangman was so obsessed with getting Swerve out of here, injuring Swerve. He didn't make it a secret. He told his teammates, our main priority here is injuring Swerve. And then he could have ended the match. If he ended the match earlier, he would have left it healthy, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting injured himself with the whole ankle um angle, which Fightful was reporting is a complete uh, work. So I, I like that. I like I like how I feel like that could make him even crazier too. Yeah. 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 I like the idea of, yeah, the idea of like Hangman proceeding to work the match and it's like an actual heroic thing that he's doing and the crowd doesn't, doesn't, (laughs) I I don't even know if they started doing this like intentionally with Hangman, like leaning more into the fact that the crowd's like booing him or they were booing him during like the swerve uh, time limit draw and that. Mm. But he's so 
good. It's like so like there's just such little details in the way that Hangman's approaching. Like when he's out in front of the crowd, especially when Swerve's there as well. Like they love him. They always love Hangman. But Swerve's flavor of the month at the moment. Like he is yeah. the guy that people want to yeah. see. And it's driving him crazy. And it's like a very real thing to understand why. Like, like we brought it up earlier. Like he broke into Hangman's house like four months ago. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's just oh, it's a conflict trip. and a feud that's really be ha- been handled with care. And yes. A lot of times of AEW, there's this trend, and I think a lot of times it's fair, where we praise the performance, <coughs> we're, we're not so keen on the creative always. In this case, mm-hmm. they're actually working hand in hand. The creative has been really good for this Hangman and Swerve yeah. stuff, and it, it deserves credit because it is, it does have, as you said, it's something that AEW used to be great for, and I think we're seeing it come back mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Attention to detail used to be rewarded with these shows, yeah. and we're yeah. seeing it with this. I mean, it's, uh, it's very compelling stuff, and I think it's intriguing what the kind of... Uh, Follow-up will be for Hangman. Speaking of follow-up, uh, it appears a feud has broken out. I, uh... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is that Gordon Ramsay himself? Two pounds super chat. Piss off, O'Shea. You're getting served Ibu wings for real. Um, I wouldn't wish, wish that on my worst enemy. Actually, you know, Dax, if you're hungry, I know you and even got a great relationship. I hope my brother could cook you up some of his famous wings. Extra sauce, you feel me? I feel like mm. you enjoy that a lot. I've I've said this elsewhere. I believe it was on Worldwide, but I the actual wings bit itself isn't what pops me. It's the idea of like Ibu like popping huge when he takes the photo. Like this, this looks fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> like, Yo, oh, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck the streets up with this one. Everybody's gonna know I get down to the kitchen, bro. He he posted that picture. Then he told me he stepped away from his phone for 40 yeah. minutes, and he couldn't believe when he came back. To- <laughs> yeah, that was that was a it was the night of the Super Bowl, and he took over my time again, Bowl, bro. I just woke up know- and it was just. Quote tweet, quote tweet, quote tweet. It was all just Ibu's wings. I didn't know who won the Super Bowl for a good 10 minutes. And that's why I opened Twitter to find out. I don't care what corner of Twitter you're on. Do you know how hard it is to become the main character of, of the timeline during the Super Bowl? He <laughs> is crazy, Ibu, man. By complete accident, could do that. <laughs> the homie what? Berkey. What when he does oh, the spaces ahead, now, man. When he does the spaces, I know you're in a lot of those. He took my whole feed. It's just people talking yeah. about the spaces. Yeah, it's just people live tweeting them. Yeah. I um somebody like somebody annotated it and posted it to Reddit, and it has like a thousand <laughs> comments. I'm like, what the? <laughs> Bro, this used to the spaces used to be a place where we could hang out, say some things that we didn't maybe we didn't want to put on like on air on the podcast, yeah. you know, shoot the shit, and then the next morning it's just whatever, and now. Now, now people are like, now people are aggregating them. Some fucking wrestle talk in the morning and shit. Like this is this, it's wild. It's wild. Oh, Berkey, two dollars super chat. Ibu teased the hot dog. Somebody please stop him. Ibu is a pervert. I don't like. It's just we just have to say what it is. Like he's a fucking pervert, bro. Pe- people, pe- pe- people are sending him their um their mystery sauce flavored items of food, and Ibu is just quote tweeting them, going like, hmm. I could do that, and you know he has to be stopped. He's he's one of one. He he really is my, sure my worldwide is. cohort. But uh, folks, final call for any super chats. We're uh, we're approaching the finish line here, as we do. It makes sense, Charlie. Any 
final overall thoughts on this week's Dynamite? I think they did a really good job um, progressing stories, but a lot of the high points for me, for me, were like when the promos, and that's normally mm. not the case with AEW. It feels very weird to say that about the Dynamite, but the Dynamite uh, about a Dynamite, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like Danny's promo and the Sting and Darby promo, those are like what have really stuck with me. Like there was nothing wrong with a lot of the wrestling. It was just a six out of ten show with some mm. high points with the promos. It happens sometimes. Yeah, you can tell you've been doing too many shows for me because you just put a the in front of something for no reason. That's the yes. <laughs> be, very, be very careful. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, Ayo, I think you're in a similar spot on, on this particular episode, right? Yeah. Um, I would say it's it's clearly the, the weakest dynamite under the year, but that's <laughs> the bar of dynamites this year have just been the <laughs> AWD dynamite. Um that, like Dynamite's been great this year. Dynamite's been great, collision's been great. Um it's definitely one of the weaker episodes, but I still enjoyed it a lot. There was there was mm-hmm. definitely things to love on the show. The the BCC carry job, the main event, the Garcia Edge segment, the Sting promo. The, these were all like great things that happened. Who knows how affected Dynamite got this week by the travel issues that TK tweeted out? Yeah. Um. Who probably the main event probably wasn't supposed to go thirty. You know. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Deanna probably wasn't supposed to work Madison Rain. You know. Some things can't be helped. But I still think they I think they had a very productive and uh an enjoyable show last night. I'll yeah, give it like I'm, what, like six six out six point five out of ten, seven out of yes, ten. Yes, I think six to seven is the range. It's it's good to like, you know, we were all on some of those review shows when the product was getting a little shaky. Oh my god. I, I, yeah. I think there's a belief yeah. online that folks that do what we do want to dislike the show. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to do these shows in a time where we're enjoying it. Mm. I really it's a lot more fun, trust me. So um See, I'm I'm positive on it. Even when the episodes are sixes and sevens, I, I think things are trending nicely and right. we're all pumped for revolution, of course. Okay. Um, Ayo, do you have any plugs? Anything we'll put over before we um, get out of here, mate? What's today? Thursday? No. Yes. Um, we'll probably we will most likely have a collision stream this Saturday. Like it's just hard to know because we don't know who's gonna be inside, who's gonna be outside, who's gonna be available. Right. We'll probably have a collision stream this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um Sunday. Oh. I know Chuck has something to plug, but we'll pro- I think we're going to have the first, well, not the first, but we're moving the WrestlePures podcast itself and not just the Dynamite Review two Sundays. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably do something there. And then um, Monty's in the chat. I don't know if he's going to come up here and plug anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. This. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll speak on your behalf real quick, Joe, before you address okay. Monty. Joe, did Joe, did Joe run from the grind when Dynamite was terrible? Yes, he absolutely did run from the grind. However, he stuck it out for a while before me before he hit that wall. He yes. did stick it out for a while before he hit that wall. Uh, go agree. ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, you nailed it. I'm not here to say I'm not a coward, but I was brave for a couple weeks at least. I was on these shows when the chat was telling us the Pillars stuff was good. It was driving me fucking nuts. I was losing my mind less than a year ago almost now. And I did one of these shows when the, there was like a devil attack and I was via satellite for goodness sakes. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. God. That was one of the funniest so, things that have ever happened. You cannot question my commitment to this program. We've had such a calm, you know, this is what he does here. Our fearless leader Montgomery. We have a calm <laughs> night 
talking about professional wrestling, the game we love, and he charges yeah. in with all caps. Just fucking bury someone. There's just no reason for it. Burying the talent, but I expect nothing, nothing more, frankly. Um, so, Charlie, did you do your plugs that I miss? I was no, distracted no. by the personal. No. Okay, Charlie, what do you want to promote? Go for it. Put some stuff um, I have I have a few different plugs. So, um, Sunday, Girls on Grabs is back. It will be me, Alexia, and Anna, definitely. We may have a guest. Don't have confirmation on it yet, so I'm not going to tell you who it is. But there may be a guest. If not this week, it will be the week after Revolution. So, look forward to that. Um, I also have a couple of guest spots that I did on podcast recently. There's one coming out March 1st that I did with a podcast called Wrestling is Too Much Fun. And it was a live podcast. We recorded it in person. So that was a lot of fun. Wow. And then I also did some stuff with the guys from Rest Things. If you're not sure who they are, they are also very cool British podcasters. And that was another live one. We did a thing. Yeah. I think they called it Break It Down. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah. we talked about uh, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega on a couple of different episodes. So I'll plug them on my Twitter. You guys know what my Twitter is at this point, when as and when they come out. But yeah, keep an eye out. Some fun things coming out. i got to say, uh, it, feels like, it feels like Chuck's about... She's on. She's on the track to win wrestler of the year this year, right? Feels like it. She's workhorse, making workhorse. a lot of towns. Making a lot of towns. Reminds me of making the making towns. I will also be in Greensboro. If you haven't yet realized, I will be, be there. Will if you, you have see eight me, by tens? Will you have eight by tens? I'm working on it. We're working okay, on good. it. If you see me, you can say hi. Please be normal about it. That's all sure, I, I, I know. I know. I know. People have noticed you a uh, number mm-hmm. of times now. Has, has anybody ever asked for a picture? Yes. That's, That's cool. interesting. One of our Darren Walker. Darren Walker, I have a picture with from what? Revolution. You met the Darren Walker. Oh yeah, in person. I met the Darren Walker. And yeah. you're still alive. <laughs> I'm just. What I'm just. I'm just glad Darren didn't throw you in a fucking fridge somewhere. Chuck, I can't <laughs> well, you went the whole way. Um, what percentage of? Superiors viewers that have approached you, Chuck, have led with, I'm a big fan of that whole but guy. It's got to be, what are we looking, 70, 80%, were we? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You always yeah, get absolutely. brought up in conversation. Yeah. I, that's right. <laughs> Maybe not so positive, though. All right, folks, there we go. Close All right, that's been end. the show. Um, yes, for the For the more casual Puro fans, Nick Nemeth is making his uh, New Japan debut tonight against... Uh, against uh fucking finley jr david finley so, yeah so plug. that's happening tonight it starts, at, uh, it starts at three eastern just want to throw that out there i'll, I'll, be, be I'll probably live tweet the show i don't know i'm working from home yeah. tomorrow i'll probably fucking who knows but that's that's all that's all i gotta say let's get up out of here absolutely wonderful it's been real